0: Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Donica Strange-Riscano, author, speaker, and community leader, comes to you today with ReCapture the weekly program that gives a biblical perspective on living a Christ-centered life as you walk through your recovery journey. Our focus is providing healing for the family with love, knowledge, forgiveness, and information.
1: Hello, Sunshine. It is Donica again for another week of ReCapture. Always excited to be here. Always excited to share Knowledge, healing, and information. Okay, Miss Maestro. Hello, Essence. Hello. Thank you for being here on the broadcast on today. So glad to have you sitting in the, I guess, the pilot in the co pilot seat, keeping me grounded, keeping me centered. I am the radio host, but I am your emotional hope coach. I am the founder of the Patricia Ann Strange Diamond Celebration and author community leader. Go to our website www.psdiamondcelebration.com and subscribe to be a part of the community of what recapture represents. Celebrating recovery from drugs and alcohol And recovering things in life that have been lost or taken. And today we are going to touch on a very serious topic. Yes. I'm glad you're here sitting with me on this morning essence because I will tell you that I've just been feeling, you know, some kind of way this week. And very emotional. I'm the emotional hope coach, but I have feelings, too. And so uh, last Friday, um, it was reported, and there's a lot of news surrounding it, the New York Post, TMZ. A lot of times, I think when TMZ first came out, TMZ was like a gossip-type magazine. Um, they still are. <laughs> but people go to them for— no, no. Sometimes, is, well, I would just say this before we get into our topic that uh, n- national brands will say TMZ is reporting. I don't know because they're in you know in LA and they are get the quote unquote word on the street, but it was being you know being reported and what we're well,
0: well, see, and, and I'll say this before you move forward, um, because I think it's somewhat relevant to what we're discussing in a way, um, you know. It's not about being accurate. It's about being first. And TMZ typically can, you know, present information first before other people. But other people are verifying their sources and things like that and making sure they're um, doing a better job of of putting out accurate information. Um, But you were saying that TMZ was one of the first to report this news, correct? Report the information
1: on DMX that he suffered a heart attack last Friday. And I would say as a community leader that um, supports people in recovery from drugs and alcohol, I had not been aware of the story. I had not really been following it just to see tidbits on the news. So confirmed reports, unconfirmed reports, uh, DMX suffered a heart attack on last Friday and in in the news and the news stories I have been reading it said that it was a drug-induced heart attack Mm
0: -hmm.
1: on Thursday night and I would say at the time of this recording at the time as we sit here talking together that Mr. DMX is on life supports mm-hmm. um, but in social media it's like you said people are trying to get the news out first and fast it started to um, be reported uh, that on, you know, like on Thursday night the uh, people was reporting that he passed away and his manager had to come out and say please stop saying this It's not helpful he's on um, Life support. His family is having to make decisions uh, for him and his next steps. Uh, and I have a teenage son. He's on social media, and they're, they're like, "Well, who is that? You know, who is that mom?" And 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 my son, he came and reported to me, "Oh no, mom, this has happened," and it grieved me. I started crying, and I was like, "Man,
0: yes, you have emotions. Yes, a lot of them.
1: Yes." And I started crying. I just started really crying even before we came here um to record i was looking at it and googling what's going on and um what i was thinking is man i'm tired of being in this story again uh, another story another life impacted by addiction and overdose um and in society i will i will tell you essence that i was really impacted by someone in the community. We're sharing our story, you know, who we are and what we represent. And the person was so callous. They said they did it to themselves.
0: Um, So that's what someone had said about?
1: uh... Not this particular person, but but the message that we share about recovery, Mm -hmm. women that we support in the recovery community. And the person said they did it to themselves. But it, as a, it, was
0: this was this the person speaking for themselves or speaking someone speaking of others? The person oh, okay. was saying, you know, "Oh well, they did it to themselves." And what's so what's so interesting about that comment? I think I had shared with you a video that I had come across on social media. Um, I think with with this particular story, it's um, rather interesting because in in things like the hip hop community, to a certain extent, it's it's like a certain lifestyle is glamorized and made popular and things like that um and so with with dmx i mean old school guy you know things like that um in this kind of situation i think it's kind of going to help bring a shift in the mindset and the thought process and so i came across a video of him sharing his story um about how he had got into drugs, and he was saying in the story, someone that he trusted introduced him to it, gave it, gave him, you know, a hard drug without him knowing. Um, it, you know, when he was a teenager. Yes. And so, so, so that person's comment
1: that they did it to themselves. Well, no, not necessarily. You know. Um, that is such an important point to make, and uh, when we have the conversation about. Um, they did it to themselves. And whenever I think, whenever I, when I'm sharing a message, sharing the story, I think about that person. I don't even remember what the person looked like, to be honest. But I remember that person saying, oh, they did it to themselves. I just want to just say for, um, DMX, his name is Earl Simmons. He was born December 18, 1907 in Yonkers, New York. And that he was the son of, um, he was the only son and his mother had uh four daughters and uh he had an abusive relationship with his mom his dad was not present he has since made an amends with his mother um he is a father he has a family and i'm just instead of the dmx who is 50 years old that he is a real person right. that he we're going to talk about that who is affected um but today we're going to have a conversation on overdose and talk about it as a, in in the age of social media mm. a couple of weeks ago in the age of social media there was a gospel music artist he had a, um, <laughs> a circumstance with someone in his life and then there was a self-proclaimed are we, relationship guru are we, are we who we had someone some around it no no am <coughs> excuse me Essence.
0: Are we gonna are we gonna tiptoe around these things? That I think
1: no, no. Hey, what I'm <laughs> saying, the point that I'm making is in the in the arena of likes and shares mm. and getting subscribers. Today we're bringing the information as awareness. All right. Yes, we've attached the story to a human being, a, a real a real human person, and who in many arenas has been an icon of the 1990s and of hip-hop. And and a lot of people say, I don't listen to hip-hop music. Uh, it's not affecting me. Yes, yes, it is. And so we're bringing some information on awareness. Yes, we want you to be a part of the services that we provide in the community. Uh, but there is a human person. You don't know Mr. Earl Simmons, but I bet you know someone. And I don't want people to have to tiptoe around it. There's a lot of shame and stuff involved, even when somebody dies from an overdose. Right. And the person can't, or I'm not saying they can't, they can, but often don't celebrate the life of their loved one because it's shrouded in so much secrecy. And and how much do you share with other people? But celebrate the life that God gave that person and the person that you knew. And so... We are going to just give the information and just uh, jump right in. A drug overdose is taking too much of a substance, whether it's a prescription, over-the-counter, legal, or illegal. Drug overdoses may be accidental or intentional. If you've taken more than a recommended amount of a drug or enough to have a harmful effect on your body's function, you have overdosed. If you've taken so, more so than I the recommended mean? if you have taken more than a recommended amount of a drug or enough to have a harmful effect on your body's function, you've overdosed.
0: So it says even if you take more than the recommended amount. Wow, I didn't know that.
1: And that amount has uh, given enough to cause a harmful effect on your body, you've overdosed. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the overdose can lead to serious medical complications, including death. And so often when we talk about overdose, we know people have overcome overdose. We talk about the part of including death. The severity of a drug overdose depends on the drug, their amount taken, and the physical and medical history of the person who's overdose. So somebody else may have a different outcome because of their own physical medical history. Um, and it says how much you've taken and the amount.
0: Was um, I don't know if I should say this because I, uh, I haven't researched and verified the information myself. But um, I remember I was taking a psychology course, and the professor was explaining that Basically, um, and and we actually kind of spoke on this uh, on a previous broadcast that basically our bodies um, become accustomed to certain things in, in certain environments. And so... If, if you're taking a certain amount of a drug at one particular location in one particular environment and you increase increase and take more and more and more drugs or your body has built up a tolerance in that particular environment versus if you try to take that same higher amount in a different location, your body is not uh, adapted to handle that in that environment. Um, and, you know, given... Uh, reference back to uh, Dmx. It, that's um, something that that she was saying that kind of happens a lot with celebrities. Celebrities, if they're at home um, and they're indulging in their particular lifestyle, and then they go somewhere else traveling, and then that will trigger an overdose because it's just how the body processes things um, with your surroundings. And I know we had mentioned before that you know um, on 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 the journey to recovery. Um, having triggers and things of that nature, and, and sometimes you have to step away and create a completely new life My for yourself. I just have a cough, sorry. Um, but you have to create a whole new life for yourself and be around different people going to different places. Um, and I think that's something, you know, that's, that's important and has relevance. That is
1: something that is important and has has relevance, uh, changing the environment. I think that that is a conversation to have um, about uh, when you've gotten a new life Mm. and you're in recovery. And I've heard people just tell their stories that they never went back to that environment, that community where they were and where they lived. Uh, And sometimes that means even separating themselves from friends and family. Right. And then the friends and family are feeling some kind of way. You think you're better than everybody else. But a person's just trying to live. Right. And trying to stay sober. And I think, um do you do you feel
0: just from your own personal um perception and opinion, do you feel like that it is a problem for um or something that, that that should be looked into that not everybody has the ability to change their environment um that not everybody, if they are able to get some help, go into a rehab program get to some sort of treatment facility that they may not have the ability to relocate once they come out and things of that nature um what based on the information that you've gotten um in in this recovery sphere. What are some things that can be done for that individual who on a financial level um, can't just completely
1: uproot their lives and start anew? I would tell you that the one example, the main example that I have is my mom because we, Monica and I, we share our story. We talk about it. Two hood girls from Houston's fifth ward sharing the testimony of my mom's recovery. And when mom came out of the treatment program, she went into the treatment and then she went into aftercare they told her to move she you can't stay in Houston you can't stay in the fifth ward and be sober but she did and so um is it is it challenging for her we never we never really talked about her her challenges but she shared her testimony that people told her to move mm-hmm. and that uh the people even the people that she dealt with like drug dealers they saw her change, and they respected her, and they just moved out of the way when she walked by. Wow, that's a blessing. So, so when can it be done, and her testimony is that it was done in her life, let's talk about what she did. That was kind of something that we may <clears throat> was going to get in uh, uh, later on in our conversation, but let's talk about it now. She had a sponsor. She went to treatment programs. She surrounded herself with new friends. She made a life for herself in the recovery spirit. You have to be accountable to someone. So she did seek treatment, and she was coachable. She did what they told her to do. She still lived in the Houston Smith Ward, Mm -hmm. but she got a sponsor, and she went um, to—she did the aftercare program, and she did her meetings.
0: So so essentially— Although she were, were was not that was able her to address. Physically, yes. physically go to a new place, a different place, but mentally and in her actions and behaviors and what she surrounded herself with, she did that, uh, put herself in a new environment.
1: I think the her physical location did not change. But the most significant thing is that her mindset right. changed. Right. And so uh, today we're having a conversation on overdose and we gave you the meaning of overdose, I want to talk about the numbers of overdose. And this is the numbers from the Center uh, for Disease Control. Did uh, you just say CDC? The CDC, yes. Um, the CDC says nearly 841,000 people have died since 1999 from a drug overdose. Over 70% of the drug overdose deaths In 2019, involved opioid. Opioid are substances that work in the nervous system of the body or in specific receptors in the brain to reduce the intensity of pain. And so we're talking about overdose, and we're talking about um, since 1999, and that's about 21 years, and let's, let's dissect the numbers. 841,000 people since 1999. And so we divide that by 20. Are you pulling out the calculator? I
0: suppose so.
1: I would say. How many? 841,000. 841,000. Divided 21. It's about 21 years. By 21 years. Okay. So So that's about 40,000 people. Mm-hmm. that have died from drug overdose per year. Mm-hmm. And so they said it's been about two million people that had the COVID in a year. And so you could almost be lulled by the numbers. Forty thousand I I was talking to someone and they were talking about COVID and they were saying, Oh, they say it's that many percentage people getting the COVID right now. That's that that's not that much and I wanna just say hello, don't be lulled by the numbers. Because we, as practitioners, caregivers, people that are working in community, you're looking at the numbers, 841,000 since 1999, 40,000 people per year. But the truth of the matter is around 2016, it started skyrocketing the numbers uh, for opioid overdoses. And And so what I would say to you, don't be lulled by the numbers, We are talking about Mr. DMX, Mr. Earl Simmons. We're talking about the life and legacy of Patricia Ann Strange. But those numbers represent lives. And so we want to uh, share information. And I'm going to read a little other information about the opioids. Uh, Opioids are a class of drugs naturally found in the opium poppy plant and that work in the brain to produce a variety of effects including the relief of pain with many of these drugs. Opioids uh, can be prescription medications, often referred to as painkillers, or they can be so-called street drugs, such as heroin. Uh, Many prescription opioids are used to block pain signals between the brain and the body and are typically prescribed to treat moderate to severe pain. In addition to controlling pain, Opioids can make some people feel relaxed, happy, or high, high, and can be addictive. Additional side effects include slow breathing, constipation, nausea, confusion, and drowsiness. So we talked about what overdose is, and uh, the majority of overdoses are from opioids. And you were sharing the story essence of Mr. DMX, and that someone laced, drugs laced the uh, marijuana with crack and introduced him to a world that no he just didn't do it to himself right and then when we talk about from painkillers you've been in a car accident you've had back surgery you've been given a pain medication right and so now the key word says it can be addictive um and so, there's. How does that affect you? That that affects moms, dads, an athlete recovering after some type of injury is just not the people on the streets. It's right. affecting so many people.
0: And I, and I think that's where the shift has come, um, in in particularly with the conversation and, and things of that nature uh, of, of the individuals being affected by this. Um and and that's kind of another topic for another day. Um
1: it also talks about um the opioids by the name the most commonly used opioids prescription opioids oxycotin bicodin fentanyl which is a synthetic opioid. Fentanyl? Fifty uh, yeah fentanyl is fifty to one hundred times more po- more potent than Morphine. So people are taking some powerful drugs. Oh wow! And I I never knew that. Yes,
0: it's it's stronger than morphine. Morphine is supposed. I thought that was
1: the top tier. Yes, and so um, this is a deep conversation that we're having, and I think that we're going to continue on our next broadcast, bringing information. I I I didn't really know that I was going to be able to keep myself together and keep my composure on this broadcast. Really? Essence, thank you. Yes. I I'm not kidding, Essence. I promise you. I was going through last night. Jesus. I, I was. I was because I, believe you. I have a I had a, a heavy heart. I think God either way, I wasn't gonna apologize. Lord if I burst out crying, I'm not gonna apologize. This is serious business. People's lives are at stake. Um but this is a conversation that we're gonna continue to have and as we're um getting ready to wind down, um, we always end with a tip for the journey. And I'm going to read the tip for the journey. And it's in James five and six, 16. Therefore confess your faults to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The effect, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So I'm going to tell you that is our tip for the journey for today. Reach out if you're going through an addiction, uh, get a sponsor and confess it and get help for what you're going through. My name is Donica.
0: This is Essence Monet. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining us on this week's broadcast. My prayer is that you continue to grow, find peace, forgiveness, knowledge, and information. To learn more or connect with us, visit our website at thepsdiamondcelebration.com. Until next time.